Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Dub, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. We are here to talk about week number three. Just another week in the books already. We're almost a month into the NFL season. We're starting to see some trends. We're starting to see some performances really stand out. I'm looking at you, Miami Dolphins. Sure, 70 points today. Cut it out. We'll talk all about it. I'm here with James and Tyler. James, you didn't have your Giants play today. Probably a good thing. Yeah. Licking your wounds after Thursday night. I get it. Sure. How was your Sunday? It was good. I watched the Cowboys lose, so that's always a plus. Always a good. You know what? Those Arizona Cardinals, very scrappy. That coach. He's got his stuff together out there. I think they made the right choice. I mean, I was kind of scoffed at it at first, but they got their fire in their gut. They're playing hard the for him. Fire so. is in the gut. Fire is in, in the, the gut. gut. Tyler, how's your fire on top of your head? Uh, good. I do need a haircut if we're going to talk about that, but um Same. No. Things are good here. We literally literally had no rain for months and then we had my daughter's birthday parties this weekend and got a ton of rain like it was just raining all day yesterday um yeah it, it was it was a weekend of losing we lost our soccer game on saturday the falcons lost and the vikings lost so uh there we go you know three yeah. strikes and uh, i'm out of here uh, uh fun fact for you in new england this year out of the 16 weekends we've had in the summer uh it has rained 13 of them in some way shape or fashion so pool doug was in storage so don't be too jelly, Tyler. Okay. No pool, Doug. It's That's officially he... fall as well. So you know. Yeah, first day, you first get a pass day of fall. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. I got a new costume, by the way. I hope you guys know. I got one of the costumes where it looks like the alien is kidnapping you. It's a blow-up one. Oh, the alien's got its arms around you, and you look like a child. Did I it's... sign up for the wrong fantasy football podcast? Yes. Yeah, it's check like, out no, Tyler on his other fantasy podcast. Fantasy Inflatables. It's all about aliens and furries and whatnot. It's it's quite a hit. It's quite the hit yeah. in that genre. Also sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> Didn't know if you knew that or not. That's but. true. And Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah, and Bluetooth. Oh, my God. Ah, Well, if you're watching on YouTube, welcome in. Make sure to like and subscribe. We are here every Sunday night between 8.30 and 9, typically, depending on what's going on. So thank you for joining the channel. Drop comments in here. We will address them as we go. Um, you know, we don't have a ton of viewers just yet, but we love the banter that goes on in the chat sometimes. So make sure you you uh, chime in while you can. Like I said, we're going to review week three. But before we do that, I want to review my underdog teams. I did the the five-player parlay, 10 bucks to win 200. Yikes. Not a good week for me. <laughs> Not a good week for me. Not a, I lost 20 bucks, but whatever. It's just 20 bucks of, you know, whatever. But underdog is awesome. That's the way I like to play underdog is going in, doing a four to five leg parlay every week. I've gotten close. I know Tyler got really close last week. I hit I got a couple. Close. I hit a couple you last did? week. Yeah. Awesome. I, I missed the famous one. David Montgomery needed like four more rushing yards last year, and I missed out on $200, and I was 
I was uh, a little sad. Throwing couch pillows. Yeah. So, but the underdog's great for those. You can do regular daily fantasy with the NFL on underdog as well. You can also do baseball, which is wrapping up shortly. But hockey and basketball are going to be back at the end of the uh, October, middle of the end of October. So you got those coming back. So just more different ways to play on underdog. Make sure you go check them out. Use code DHH. They're going to match up to $100 right away. So if you got 50 bucks to put in, you get an extra 50 on top of it. You have 100 bucks to play with right away. And you can do it however you want for how much you want. I'm a small stakes guy typically. Uh, when I play DFS, I'm like, I love like the quarter arcade, things like that. I'm, I'm not a big, I don't, I don't bet big to win big. It's just not my personality. I bet small to like maybe win something cool. Uh, I don't like losing money. What can I say? Um, but Underdog gives you the opportunity. If you want to be a baller, you want to test your knowledge, you can do it on Underdog. Use code DHH. Get that up to $100 matched today. Let's get into some news. We've got a signing. Obviously, the good news for Nick Chubb, all his MRI information came out. He had a torn MCL, a partially torn ACL, no, D, no knee dislocation. It doesn't look like a career ender. Probably best case scenario for Nick Chubb, other than, other than avoiding injury altogether. Um, but the Browns, we knew they were going to probably sign someone. You know, Jerome Ford was their feature back again today. Um, scored a couple of touchdowns, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, but they signed Kareem Hunt to a one-year deal up to $4 million. They'll probably slowly work him in. I'm not in the, the camp that Kareem Hunt's a threat to anything. I think he's kind of washed at this point. So um, if he has a big game, I'm uh, trying to pedal him off my team. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, 100%. I'll second that 100%. I yeah. mean, Ford, Ford, I've had questions about, and I actually traded him away in, in a league. You traded before. him to me. Yeah, well, that was a long time ago. This it was, was over the recent. summer. Yeah, this was recent after the big games in UDPL. But True. Uh, I, I dealt him, and it was just because, you know, it's a running back. He had no value, and then now he's got all the value, like a second-round pick worth value. So might as well capitalize. But I th he looked really good, especially against a Tennessee Titans defense that is really stout against the run. I thought he looked pretty good. I mean, he, let's not forget this guy was a high four-star recruit going to Alabama, and then transferred to, I think it was Auburn? Cincinnati. I, no, Cincinnati. That's right. Yeah, he, went, he was with Ritter. Yes, and uh, played very well for them. So very high recruit, very talented guy. It just finally gets getting his chance. And also, in that trade, Doug, that you are in that league, I got offered Nick Chubb in that trade, and I declined it thinking this was probably his career. Ooh. Idiot. Right here, probably stupid. The worst, the worst mistake. Was he a throw-in at that point? Honestly, it seemed like it. Oh my god! <laughs> and now his values probably bump back up to a second. It's still going to be a long road ahead for Nick Chubb. I I think Nick Chubb doesn't miss any games next year. He's a, I, he's an android. He's Adrian Peterson. He's our this generation's Adrian. Isn't Peterson. Isn't he open contract next year? Yes, they could cut him for literally nothing, and they need cap space. A lot, like big time. So New England Patriots. Here comes Nick Chubb. Maybe a lower, <laughs> maybe a lower contract due to the injury. That might yeah, be something so, as well. So Nick, like Nick Chubb's going to be one of those running backs that, like, say the Vikings are just like, okay, Alexander Madison, you're not it. We'll, we'll figure something else out. Cam Akers, maybe, maybe hey, you. And, and that's a good segue because the Minnesota Vikings traded for Cam Akers this week. Familiar with their coach Kevin O'Connell from their Rams days. Um, you know, obviously acres fell out of favor with McVay, not only last year, but again, this year he's finished last year strong, but struggled a little bit to begin this year. Uh, obviously the biggest thing with acres coming off the Achilles, 
looks like he's going to be the guy that could say, like, I had an Achilles tear and I came back and I was good. That's what we thought at the end of last year. Going to be interesting to see how he does with Minnesota because guess who still has a fumbling problem, even though he didn't turn it over today? It's Alexander Madison, um, who had a decent the refs, day on the ground. The ref saved his ass. They saved two, his ass. Two plays. Who fumbles more every week? Is it Alexander Madison or Antonio Gibson? Oh, there might be. It might be Antonio Gibson. They're definitely fighting for that crown. Oh, and also Antonio Gibson was that throw-in piece of Nick Chubb that I had decided to go with. So and he fumbled again. He's fumbled every week. He's so good with the I, ball in his actual hands. He just <laughs> he covered it when he gets That's, hit. The That's it. <laughs> like he's so talented. It's just got to keep the ball in those hands mm-hmm. adrian peterson had a fumbling issue for like two years so maybe there's still hope for some players maybe maybe I, you know i think the spot with cam Akers. you know there was rumors of you know, obviously the browns maybe trading for him after they lost chubb a couple of other teams were in the mix for Akers. minnesota didn't have to really give up much it was like a pick swap in 2026 or some bs like that yeah, so they pretty really much late. like it was like here um, I'll be interested to see how they work in Cam Akers. I don't think the Vikings obviously fully trust Madison, and they realize that they have a hole behind him. Ty Chandler, he's a change was of pace guy. Like his job was, was on, on the line. line. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a change of pace guy. So I think Akers can come in, and I think um, give them, uh, you know, not necessarily a missing element, but I think he can help Madison. And especially if Madison, I mean, the Vikings have what eight or nine turnovers now in three games or fumbles, it's, seven fumbles. It's crazy the amount of fumbles that they have. So there could be an opening for Acres. Obviously, if you roster them, you're just going to hold them at this point. Um, you know, I have a, I have a dynasty squad which I had high hopes for this year with J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor, and Cam Acres. Yeah, yeah, doing yeah, yeah. So Bart's if you if you up? have if you have <laughs> any any running backs that you were hoping on. All of them are dead. Like, that's pretty much what this year is. I have Pacheco. So I start Pacheco, and I actually had to start Chubba Hubbard. So my favorite favorite thing on Twitter today was seeing Isaiah Pacheco noticing there's a disgruntled piece of grass lying on the field. He runs like he's angry at it. Like, it was the Arnold fist. He runs like Sonic the Hedgehog. He is so angry at everything. Like somebody could like sneeze and be like, "You son of a bitch!" He's yeah, from very, Jersey. I mean, very that's Thomas what happens. Rawls. Very Thomas Rawls esque. Yeah, but uh, hopefully a healthier one because he's actually wow. very fun to watch. Yeah, he is. So moving on, we did have some injuries to talk about today. NFL Network's Ian Rapoport is reporting that Derek Carr and his shoulder are believed uh, to have an AC sprain in Sunday's Week Three loss to the Packers. We saw Jameis Winston come in, not really do a lot for the offense. Um, to be quite honest, but it's tough to come off the bench. Looks like Carr could miss some time with that, so that's something to keep Who's in mind. Put his eyeliner on. I know. I'm here. I'm here for Yolo balls to Chris Olave all day long. Do it left I can't wait for Jameis Winston because I still think he's good enough to be. I still think he's uh-huh. good enough to play in the league, and hopefully, this is kind of his chance to be like, "Hey, I still got it." Like, like you were saying. I think he was kind of surprised by the whole injury and kind of came in cold, which is never a good thing. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, Jameis, with, uh, with a week of preparing, I think should be just fine. Yeah. Uh, we also saw Mike Williams forced to leave the game early and needed to be helped off the field, apparently with a uh, left knee injury. He wasn't able to put much weight on it. Yeah, so that's, that's, ob- good. that's obviously a situation to keep an eye on. Williams, 
had seven uh, catches for 121 yards and a touchdown pass from Keenan Allen, of all people. So he was having a bit of a day. Obviously, if Mike Williams loses time, they really like Josh Palmer. He had a touchdown as well today. And bullshit. then that would that, that would tight open, one to win the game. <laughs> that that would such bullshit. <laughs> that would open up the window for Quinton Johnston to see more targets and maybe become a thing. I don't know. I've never been sold on Quinton Johnston, to be quite honest. But if there's any opportunity, this is the one that we all know Mike Williams is banged up pretty regularly. So if Johnston doesn't, if Williams misses a couple of weeks, let's say two to three weeks, and Johnston plays in his place and doesn't do anything, I'm on yeah. red alert. I'm yep. on DEFCON 9 uh, so, at that point. <laughs> you guys know I'm I'm a bigger fan than you guys. But uh, noticing that Palmer is getting a lot more playing time, which honestly, I still like Palmer. We were all fans they of him. They can play him anywhere. And that's the thing, like he looks like he's leveled up a little bit. Like this, his way of playing, he kind of played softer his first, like his first Agreed. year or two. Yeah. And this year, he seems like he's playing bigger, stronger. And uh, Quinn Johnson, they're using him on short routes. Uh, I want to see them let loose, like send him deep because he's got wheels. They're using Keenan Allen deep of all people right? this year. And it's they're crazy. Using from, they're using him from the slot. I do think they want to bring John Johnson on slow. And because uh, he's a very young player, very raw, they want to kind of ease him in, make sure his confidence is still there. Because, I mean, camp reports was all like, hey, he's actually catching away from his body. So, yeah, I agree, Doug. I, I'm worried about the playing time lately, but I do think they really like Palmer and Quentin Johnson as their future, too, once Allen and Mike Williams are gone. Yeah. And Keenan Allen having himself uh, here. We talked about that. We talked about that before the show. I I was heavily invested in Keenan Allen in our in my redraft leagues, and man, he is scoring some crazy points the last couple of weeks. And I love the tar. Eighteen catches today, two hundred yards, and a touchdown touchdown pass. (laughs) Forget about it. It's beautiful out there for Keenan Allen. Um, Not anything else really too noticeable on the injury topics. So before we get into the main topic and talk about week three, I did want to tell you about trophy smack, which is always the hot topic because whether you play in fantasy football, you got baseball, like I said, hockey and basketball are coming up. Trophy smack has everything you need for all those needs for your trophies. So you can get stuff for your winners. You can get stuff for your losers. They've got draft kits Their their draft kit for NFL season. Obviously that season has passed, but make sure you use trophy smack next year because their draft kits are a lot of fun. Really high quality, not a single sticker that I needed to handwrite, which is rare, like almost never happens. So check them out next year for draft season on Trophy Smack for their draft boards as well. Um, but just an awesome, awesome company with awesome, awesome products. I have one of their belts here at the house. It's probably not going to be too long because I think I'm going to be going three <laughs> in that league. So that's awesome. Uh, but when you check out Trophy Smack, use code DHH ring, you'll get a free $60 championship ring. Whether you want to give it to the high scorer, keep it for yourself, give it to the champ, that's up to you. Just use the code DHH ring when you buy a belt or trophy today. So, boys, it's week three. It's open forum time. I've got some things that I saw today that I want to talk about, but I'm going to start. Uh, okay, I'll start. <laughs> uh, from a dynasty lens, right? Tajay Spears. I know the Titans offense stunk out loud, but Tajay Spears is out snapping Derrick Henry consistently by a lot. To me, this is the Titans saying, all right, it's a slow change of the guard. Henry had the worst game of his career today on any any game that he's had over 10 carries. This was his lowest output ever for Derrick Henry. They're using Spears more and more. 
I'm not saying that Derrick Henry is going to be phased out or anything like that. But when we think from the dynasty lens, Tajay Spears is a guy that I'm seeing his usage and I'm going out and trying to acquire him because the Titans obviously like him. I know there's the whole knee thing, ACL. That could probably keep the price down a little bit. But wouldn't surprise me if Spears gets more and more involved in the offense as the season goes on. And then maybe they like him enough for like next year. Maybe he's their guy. Who knows? He looked good in the preseason. I like what I've seen. His college tape was awesome. He looked he looked good at the Senior Bowl. He was like the all-star of the Senior Bowl. Um, so for me, Tajay Spears is that number popped for the second straight week. He outsnapped Derrick Henry. And for me, I was like, oh, hello. That's the kind of trends we're looking for. And we want to try to um, exploit when we talk about trades and try to acquire players. So I, I completely agree because last week it was uh, A-Chain who I was witnessing get a little more playing time. And he just, he just I, peaked. And I saw <laughs> Ahmed get hurt. So I'm like, okay, A-Chain has to get a little more carries. I tried trading for A-Chain all week with Couldn't no success. No uh, success. Because obviously the people who drafted A-Chain are fans they used, of A-Chain. They used the first round pick on him. Yes. like I actually tried open bar, friends of ours, uh, J. Mike and Gabe. I tried for him in UDPL. With no success because they draft him at 109, like very early yeah. for a lot of people, and they are big fans. So everywhere I was looking to get him, I could not because I there's writing on the wall, just like there is with Tajay Spears. And this is kind of what you got to do in season is read the tea leaves a little bit. Like there's obvious signs that teams are kind of going in one direction, and you've got to catch them early before it hits. Yep. Like yeah, right that, that's it. That's the key. If you can see trends and uh, like I said, and, and capitalize on it and make savvy moves like that was the right move going after a chain who I mean, I doubt he Just, has a game oh my God. that's going to be better than he had today with 200 yards rushing and what four total touchdowns yeah. um, between him and Mostert 70 points. There's only four occasions in NFL history or four or six occasions where a team has scored 70 or more points and they had a top five yards from scrimmage game of all time with over 700 yards from scrimmage the denver broncos laid down and were dead <laughs> do you think sean payton's getting on that plane do you think he's actually getting on the plane to denver sean payton or do you think he's just staying in miami he's he like, might just uh, stay in miami start walking in new orleans yeah it was bang on the door <laughs> it was it was very bad and tua played amazing like that's not talked enough like uh i forgot who i was talking to but i'm thinking to myself is tua there with Burrow now and Herbert, he should be as you, long as you he's made healthy. a trade. You traded what Deshaun Watson straight Deshaun up Watson Tua? straight up for Tua before the season started. Watson and, looked good today. So that and the was guy, good. the guy actually messaged by the first quarter and said, <laughs> like, "This you. was the worst trade I ever made." And he's a he's a Browns fan, so mm. I I get it for him. But he's just like, I should have never done that. And I said, "Hey, Watson's playing well." He goes, "No, like you can't make this. You can't make me feel better." Watson did play well today. He like he played, looked more comfortable. He looked more like the old Deshaun Watson today. The issue is, is against Tennessee's defense, which is a bullshit. <laughs> but their defense the last couple of weeks has played well. Against the run. Like they're really good against the run. They are terrible against the pass. And uh, another team that um, is doing really good passing the ball. Uh, James, you want to talk about your boy CJ Stroud a little bit? Who looks uh, to be top tier? Um, I said that he was my go-to quarterback for stability, that he was probably going to have the best year out of this draft class. 
So far, so good. You were snagging them up at 104 in a lot at of 104 leagues. in a lot of leagues. Um, in the one league that like way pre combine, I, I took took him over Anthony Richardson because obviously no one knew anything in that time. But no, I got a lot of CJ Stroud uh, shares, and it just pairs. He pairs very well um, with an entree of Tank Dell, who is just e- exploding on the fantasy scene. I get it, like a second week in a row. <laughs> And I had to go back and watch this game because there were obvious mistakes that the Jaguars made on the field. Mm-hmm. Big time penalties, drop plays. Calvin Ridley did not have a good game. They did not seem like they were on the same page. But I'm like, there was more to this. If you went back, Stroud was looking for Tank Dell every single snap. And it started from the beginning of the game. It's his first look, no matter where he is on the field. So this is exciting stuff going forward. And I'll clap for Doug because Doug's the one that uh, pulled this one out of thin air in the offseason. Nico Collins. Holy crap. Like, so (laughs) up and down, Nico Collins. I remember Shane Manila, friend of the show. He was talking about um, Nico Collins. You know, people forget Nico Collins and Donovan Peoples-Jones were the two wideouts in Michigan their rookie year. And like people were saying Nico might be better than Donald Peoples Jones. Peoples Jones was the number one wide receiver recruit his his you know his high school senior year. And Nico Collins wasn't that bad of a recruit. It's just Nico was always hurt. And then he comes in, people are like, Oh, it's coming, it's coming. And here we are. Like Nico, I get Tank Dell's kind of taking over, but I think Nico is such a viable piece of his offense. We thought this receiving core could be the worst in the NFL. And now yeah, look where we're at. They could be a great trio with uh, Bobby Woods. We yeah, saw I saw Brevin Jordan get involved today, which is crazy. Well, yeah, so he's spreading blast. the ball around. Former, from the former, past. former Doug Eddie favorite, Brevin Jordan, by the way. Um, scored more points than Kyle Pitts today. But anyway, uh, <sighs> same draft class. So when the first thing I think of with Houston, and before we started most of our rookie drafts, there was a story going around, and it was could have been narrative street, but I was buying into it when C.J. Stroud told the Texans to draft Tank Dell. That was when I saw Tank Dell slip to like the late third in rookie drafts. That's when I was going after Tank Dell because, you know, sometimes those narrators are total BS, right? And sometimes there's a lot of truth to them. This is one of those times where if you like, oh, like I'm kind of connecting the dots here and I believe in this, I'm going to spend third round draft capital, which to be honest, isn't much, right? In our rookie drafts, third round draft picks get traded very easily. You want to take shots in the third round. So with a guy like Tank Dell, hearing that is like, all right, well, the rookie quarterback wants this piece. And like James said, he's looking for Tank Dell. Like, And Tank Dell was a baller in college. So I was invested in Tank Dell early on. And I love it when a narrative piece, which probably 90% of the time ends up being just total smoke and there's no fire behind it. But this one definitely has some fire. So if you drafted Tank Dell you're reaping the rewards because he looks great. He had that long bomb that he caught uh, today, which was awesome. He's showing speed. He's got a pretty good route running for a rookie and he's got that rapport with Stroud. So like, again, we talked about the the receiver core and it's a lot better than we thought it was going to be. RIP Dalton Schultz. I mean, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> the, the offensive line for the Texans really showed up today big against Jacksonville and it showed considering all their Stroud. injuries. Yeah. And, You know what? I mean, he's thrown the ball 120 times so far, 900 yards. 
that Only in the itself third quarterback to do that through three games row is something to really keep an eye on. And you know what? After a game like today, it looks like you can actually just play him throughout the season, stepping depending on the matchup. Up, stepping up into the pocket with that tank Dell throw, how he threw it reminded me so much of Rogers and Herbert, like the way they throw it just, they trust in their arm talent and that deep ball, the way it comes off the hand is just like, okay, so smooth. It's, it's, <laughs> The Perfect. smoothest deep ball in football right now. It, so it's, it's good. I've got a transition for you. The Carolina Panthers today with no Bryce Young, their offense looked alive with Andy Dalton. They scored. I, I know why. Or they scored like thirty points. Are we worried about Bryce Young or no, is it just rookie the, jitter? What is it? It's the coaching staff only giving Bryce Young so many plays. They're not and they're not giving him the full. Dalton play threw it, what fifty-eight times or something yeah. today. Yeah, and and I don't know why Bryce Young is a very smart guy like we've all we've read about is everything that he can do mentally and honestly he's probably just as good if not better as Andy Dalton like talent wise why are like I think it's a Frank Reich thing Frank Reich is holding him back I mean like we're not going to run this play because you know we don't want you to overload or get hit or something like that and with Andy Dalton they're like oh screw it you know you're back up we can just give you any play five step drops and you can get hit as much as you want like Give Bryce a little more leash. Let him do things. And I think after today, the way the offense looked, and also at Seattle's defense, who has let a lot of points up this year, um, I do hope that when Bryce does come back, we do see them open up the playbook a little more. But I think Bryce is fine. Uh, there's a lot of quarterbacks you can get for cheap. And one of them I am staying away from, and that is Justin Fields, because god-awful. And, you know, it is a lot of Chicago and coaching like that is a bad like that whole entire coaching staff should be gone by tomorrow. I was actually talking to a, a friend of mine that's a that's a big Bears fan and he's out on fields going forward at this point. He had a lot of hopes for him. He's like, we can't do this. But the good news is the Bears have their own first round pick and they have Carolina's next year. Yeah. Currently, no one three as well. And he's like, well, maybe they'll decide to kick the can down the road and get a QB in 2025. I go, you cannot do that. Like, no. they have to draft a quarterback next year, especially with the class that if all these guys come out, there's going to be options in the top five picks for a, a, probably a pretty darn good quarterback, I would think. So I was like, no, they can't do that. Like, if they they have to take one next year because Fields, like, he just looks he just looks lost out there. They can't do it. They will ruin Caleb Williams and his style. So if Caleb goes there... I think he's ruined. If they draft Drake May and put an offensive line around him a little bit, that is the quarterback they need. They need a big, sturdy quarterback like Herbert that can stand in the pocket. If they get Caleb Williams, they're going to Justin Fields all over this oh, whole entire if thing. If the Bears have the first pick, I don't think Caleb Williams is like, he's going to be like, he's going to pull an Eli and be like, I don't want to go there. Uh, that or he's just going to be like, ah, California seems a little nice for another year. <laughs> yeah, I'm already making $7 million in NIL. Like, who cares? Also, yeah. speaking of quarterbacks, I, you guys low-key kind of want to go out and buy Kyler, the way this offense looks. Uh, yes, I saw your offer to me, and I was like. <laughs> it's tempting. But uh, Kyler and, and everything I've seen from Kyler Murray, he looks like he's getting getting healthy very quick. Like, he's taking rehab seriously. He's staying away from Call of Duty. So that's a good thing. because Call of Duty blows. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bad now. So, uh, but. Kyler in this offense, the way it's being run, like Doug, you brought up this coaching staff could be really good. Like they could have actually gotten something right, mm -hmm. which is a good sign. 
Uh, I actually went out and got Hollywood Brown for a second round pick before uh, yesterday I did that because we're speaking of trends. I saw target share and Hollywood Brown was getting a ton. They were doing short routes and they were giving it to him deep. So I'm like, Hey, this guy's getting 10 targets a game on this offense. Yeah. Okay. We're good. Like Dobbs is going to hit him. Uh, the only thing with Kyler is can he stay healthy and can he make the right play like Dobbs is doing? But if that's the case, like Kyler right now is a 2024 first. If you're a contender and you kind of need that help, I, yeah, sign me up. I, I'll give a 24 late first for Kyler. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, the only thing with this, I mean, the only thing that, I mean, we all say like, oh, this class looks great, blah, blah, blah. If everyone comes out that's supposed to in 2024, this, I mean, that's a late 2024 first. It's probably going to be a really solid player. Are they going to be better than Kyler Murray? I don't know. We'll see. But be, I don't. I don't mind that value. The Bears. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind that value though. Um, I, you know but, what? Another thing that I saw what today. Are you comfortable. Hang on, and I want to. I want to jump in here real fast. I'm sorry. Sure. What are we comfortable giving away Justin Fields for? Like, giving can away we just get much I, for him at this if point. I could get. Honestly, if I could get, like, uh, let's name some quarterbacks. Like Sam Howell, bad game. I still think I would take Fields personally, just the rushing upside. Um, but I know Doug, you're thinking about it. I saw that face. You're, you're kind of partial on that. I know you like Howell, but I do like Howell. That's where we're like with we're, that's where we're at with Fields. You could like, get Howell plus Goff. Goff, you ain't getting for Fields. Like no, that's that's no that train has left the station. Like Ritter, you don't want Ritter. So no. you're, you ain't doing that. Uh, let's keep going. Like Zach Wilson is dead, so we're not going to bring him up. Bill Belichick destroyed another Jets quarterback today. Like that was the nail in the coffin for it Zach happens. Wilson. Um, Daniel Jones or Justin Fields? Daniel Hot Jones. Topic. I mean, Daniel Jones looks Justin Fields bad. Mm-hmm. He did. He did last week, but the week before that, he looked great. Did he though? I mean, I mean, they had, the, the comeback win against the Cardinals that just beat the Cowboys. They had to come back like that's a, Yeah, but Jones in that comeback, like, he looked like an NFL quarterback. He didn't look true. like a, he didn't look lost. Um, I, I think I would take Daniel Jones. It's not a homer pick. I mean, you, you can't just wave the run first flag for Justin Fields because Daniel Jones also has been known to be a running quarterback. My my favorite part is a lot of people are going off Justin Fields, and if you guys remember earlier in the off season, I did say I'd rather have Anthony Richardson than Justin Fields. Just you did, due, you just did. due to the hey, I, there's still doubts with Justin Fields, and this coaching staff picked Anthony Richardson, so that is definitely on the question. You ain't getting that anywhere, like unless there's a diehard Bears fan that is related to Justin Fields. What like what other quarterbacks are there? Like Jimmy Garoppolo or Justin Fields? <laughs> I'd rather take Fields. Garoppolo. Garoppolo looks good tonight to start. Kenny Pickett or Justin Fields? Hmm. There we go. I think we nailed that one. I there's, think that's where we found our mark. There's that's a the tough mark. one. Maybe. I, I would probably go Fields. Okay. Blame it on the coaching staff. Just like he is. I mean, he's got to get another chance, right? Um, maybe. Like I would if, give him another chance. He is a physical send him specimen. To, send him to Atlanta, like, please. Yeah, that would be a <laughs> Arthur, great fit. Arthur Smith would enjoy the hell out of that. Like that would be that would be an upgrade. It's a very nice landing Except spot. Except it'd be did. a tough spot for uh Drake London and Kyle Pitts because Fields can't hit anybody. And then they use their first round pick on Marvin Harrison Jr. and you're good. Oh god. 
All right, and speaking oh, of Anthony and never throw the, Colts, the ball, the yeah. Colts they beat the Ravens without Anthony Richardson. This is bad. Ra- Ravens have a lot of injuries. Killed my parlay, but still this game. I, I want to talk about Josh Downs. He's he's becoming a thing. He's the yes, number he two is. target on the Colts, speaking hands down. Trends. Speaking it's, of trends, it's Josh. Yep. I think he ran like eighty-five percent route participation. Uh, had a solid game with Minshew. Alec Pierce is Alec Pierce. Twelve like targets, probably... most targets on the team, and yeah. eight for fifty-seven. That is a startable player right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just picked him up in Scott Fishbowl. Someone cut him this week, and I was like, "Ooh, I'll pick up Josh Downs as a free agent because Scott Fishbowl is pretty thin for players." So uh, I was able to grab him in Scott Fishbowl, and I was very excited. I didn't start him this week, but I was very excited to see the line that he put up. We all liked him coming out of North Carolina. He slipped in the draft um, quite a bit. We all thought he he was a fringe first round pick, um, and he ended up going in what the third round. Yeah, some off field issues. No, no, Maybe. not that I not that I remember, but it was mainly size. Face. Yeah. He's a scrappy dude. He's uh, he is. He's fast on the outside. Yeah. So I love seeing the usage for him. Uh, Zach Moss had a good game today. Oh, Again. Ugh. So, so that brings up a good so question. Weird. Like, what are we doing when Jonathan Taylor comes back? Uh, loving life if you traded for him. Yeah. Because <laughs> if Zach if, Moss can do that, Jonathan yeah. Taylor's got at least a 25 to 30 percent juice on top of that. Is the offensive line for Indianapolis a little bit better than we expected it to be? Oh, Nelson and is back. the weapons around the team, really. I mean, Pittman, Downs, Pittman we're, is we're getting bigger. Moss and Jonathan Taylor. Like, I'm not saying Pitt- Moss is anything special, but yeah, Pittman's playing a lot bigger because that's his biggest issue is he plays weak. He's not. Well, a, they like, were. He's they were. Dude. They misused him last year. Yeah, and they're using him like Mike Williams. It feels like. And yeah, he's a when bigger Anthony, physical receiver. Anthony Richardson, mm-hmm. Richardson comes back because Nelson uh, at left left guard. They were talking about on the broadcast like he's playing like a like his hair is on fire. He's playing like he did his rookie year. Yeah, he there he was, was a, not great last year. There was a play where they were talking like because they needed that extra yard for uh, Matt Gay to kick that field goal. Like, they're like, you're going to run behind Nelson because Nelson was literally like shaking back and forth, ready for the next play. And they had to wait for the time to go. And the announcer was like, look at Nelson, like going back and forth because he's antsy and he just wants to like run people over. And they did. They ran it behind him. They got what they needed. And then they kicked the game winning field goal. So Colts, I think, could be for real, especially if Richardson could stay healthy because I'm Mitchu did not play great. No. I'm a little concerned. So the Ravens passing offense wasn't that great today. And there was no Odell Beckham Jr. And we saw Zay Flowers and Bateman. The whole passing offense stunk today. L- Lamar looks like he doesn't know. He the ran offense. his butt off, which was great. He's, he looks like he doesn't know the offense completely yet. He looks like he's looking around, like he's playing backyard ball when this offense needs like quick passing. Like we saw at Georgia, Setson Bennett was like, Okay, three step drop, hit your back foot, your the ball's, ball's gone. Out, yeah. Like Lamar is like three step drop, run right, run left, and then the ball's out. Like this is a timing offense, so he's got to get used to that. And uh I I do agree, Doug. I, I kinda worry about the passing offense because if if Todd Mawkins is gonna start getting blamed, like there's there could be some butting heads here. Yeah, I think I think you're right, though. I think it's them learning the offense. Hopefully they'll hit their stride in you know, the next few weeks and really get it going. Um, speaking about hitting their stride, welcome to my top seven dynasty tight end group, Sam Laporta. James, you're not stealing this one, you bastard. <laughs> um, 
had the long touchdown today. He was second on the team in targets after Amon Ross St. Brown. Laporte is the dude, man. I, I I felt it. You know, it was one of those things in my gut where I was like, I need to get Sam Laporta in all my leagues. I started him in a bunch of leagues today because tight end, again, isn't great. And guys like Laporta that are going to catch at least five balls a week and then have the potential to hit a long shot because he's got the speed to do it was great to see. So I love seeing Laporta get worked in on that offense. I still, I even think even when Jamison Williams comes back, if he starts to slowly become a thing, Laporta is still going to be super duper consistent every single week. That's another player I'm buying. I'm back on like this team. They are using Khalif Raymond as a speed. Yeah. Raymond doesn't have have a Khalif. And, and I'm going to tell you, they need that. Like Jameer Gibbs, they need to cut down the carries a little bit because every carry he took, I'm like, he's dead. Like he got split in <laughs> half. Like, and, and the same with a chain, like they need the 11, 12, 13 type carries to succeed because once they hit that 20 carries, it's like, Oh God, like that's the warning. You're holding your breath every time he gets hit. Mm-hmm. And this offense needs explosiveness. Like they got Josh Reynolds out there running around. And if Jameson Williams comes back and is healthy and can stay healthy, Oh man, like he could explode after the suspension's done. It's gonna because... be a lot of boom and bust, I think, from from Williams. But on the boom weeks are gonna feel oh, really nice be for your team. Huge. Yeah. He's yeah. like if he breaks anything, he's getting a touchdown, especially in this offense. And by the way, Ben Johnson, he's a head coach next year. Like this <laughs> the way he's running this offense, there ain't no way they're gonna be able to keep Yeah, him I mean they're, they're they consistently scoring thirty points a game. So. Which is which is no seventy points from the Miami Dolphins, but oh like it's God. it's thirty points is pretty good. Uh, can we talk about the? You said you know Sean Payton is you're just going to stay in Miami. I mean, a team I, you don't usually see an NFL team just kind of roll over. The Broncos Patrick, like Patrick Sertain did like on a lot of plays. Yes. Sertain was just like okay, fuck it. I don't. I mean, care. it was it was nice to see Cortland Sutton have a have a good day at the office. Marvin Mims, dude, get that guy more yes. freaking touches. Talking about someone I picked up off of in Scott Fishbowl off the waiver Cecil, wires. Cecil Lammy, Cecil Lammy is uh, connected with the Broncos, and he says every podcast he's on, get the kids more touches. Jill McLaughlin and Marvin Mims need yeah. to be more involved. Like, yeah, and Javante is fine. He's still recovering, and he even said he goes, he doesn't look like he's in full game shape. No. But Jill uh, J- McLaughlin, like. He's the pass catching. He's the Austin Eckler style type that they need in this offense, and they're not using him because he's a young rookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Chargers could use an Austin Eckler type because Josh Kelly can't he do ain't anything. It. Man, he Herbert went last off, two though. weeks. He's been dooo doo butter. Josh Kelly, I've started him in my flex in my redraft league because I was like, the oh, experiment's the over. Against, the matchup against Minnesota is great. DeAndre Swift just tore them up. Like it's going to be a high scoring game. One of my props was Josh Kelly over half a touchdown. I was like, oh, nah, he'll score for sure. Now he averaged like 1.5. 11 he, for 12. He just 11 Jacobs carries did. for he, 12. He yards. Josh Jacobs did this week. He was yeah. awful. So, Herbert, Herbert and this Kelmore offense, though. Like, yes, I'm loving all of this. 400 passing yards, 40 for 47. And Keenan Allen had to take a passing touchdown away. Yeah, I 20 targets for Keenan Allen. Absolutely. Keenan Allen is balling out this year. He's I just say something, though, that they can't they can't run the ball without Austin Eckler on the field. So it's, it's a, more it's the same coming thing. into regardless. They are going to be a pass first, pass second team um, because they really don't have much. We even saw Isaiah Spiller get on the field kind of looked better than than um, 
can Josh Kelly. This? Josh Kelly, thank you. In in some instances, anyway. Sure. Can we get another uh, trending? Uh, Zach Charbonnet might be a good time to go out and see if you can go yeah, purchase like, him for pretty I, cheap. I like yeah. what I saw from Zach Charbonnet today. <laughs> He looked good. I mean, Ken Walker steals the headlines with the two touchdowns, right? But and passing. Ken Walker looked great rec- receiving. He made today. some awesome cuts today. Ken Walker was like, "Yoink! See you later!" Like it's Michigan the State. Ken Walker. Uh, really, we can't really talk good. about Michigan State right now, but I mean, <laughs> Michigan State. Ken Walker, the guy that just doesn't cast catch passes, decided to catch some passes today. Are we yeah, worried about, actually- are we are we worried about JSN at all? Oh, no. by him. No, he had, he had he had a. I'm not. He had a yards after catch play. It wasn't much, but man, he can stop instantly and get going. Like he's the Bijan of receivers. Like he it was stop like on oh, a dime and give you five cents change. It was like, oh shit! Like this guy's gonna be great when he gets on the field. But he's DK, gonna be great. But DK we Metcalf's have to wait on it for it to really. Yeah, DK exactly. Metcalf starting off the year very good on on a play. Speaking of players that could be like James Williams, inconsistent, like up and down. DK, he's having a consistent start of the year. So. Great first half. They he they. He faded away in the second half today, but yeah, good overall stats. Speaking of fading, Cowboys, we gonna fade. <laughs> Rico Dowdle, baby, my free pickup in all leagues looks pretty good. Here's the thing: they don't have depth chart a depth on that running back thing. So I was like, well, let me pick up Rico Dowdle. He's the clear number two. If Tony Pollard gets hurt, I mean, they'd probably sign like a Leonard Fournette or something dumb or trade for somebody because they're the Cowboys. But like Rico Dowdle looks good. His balance and just running tough today. Um, you know, even in a game where the Cowboys were losing. And James Conner. Like Who would have thought? The, the I sat him in a league. Ugliest girl in the Me room. Too. Me There's too. nothing sexy about James Conner. Dude just produces. We it's all thought Brian like Robinson Arizona's going to be awful. <laughs> like Conner, over 100 total yards and a touchdown. Like he just looks good. Brian Robinson is the new James Conner. I'm calling it. Just somebody that's unsexy. And you're just like, how in the hell is this guy doing this? Like, that's fair. It, it shouldn't happen. Michael Nobody Gallup even him. came alive in that game. I was just seeing that, yeah. Six for 92, uh, and he was running strong, pushing p- some people around, getting the edge on the outside. Looked a little bit better than in the past. So I'm I'm excited to see that. Not totally bought in yet. You though. guys worried about Trevor Lawrence? No. Really? No, it's a chemistry it thing. That's what, I was worried until I went back and watched the game. I mean... Evan, your boy Evan Ingram had a good game, but yeah, Kelvin Ridley, two kind of duddish type weeks. He could not hold on to the ball. Uh, he was out of sync. He was checking his, he's checking his. And then, picks. and then Lawrence, <laughs> Lawrence was rushed. I'm telling you, this Houston defensive line, they put them, put the Jags on their heels. Yeah, Will Anderson, that Oof. field goal block dude was like ten feet up in the air. I was like, bro. Like, what a freak athlete that kid so is. So, if Houston hits on Stroud, and honestly, I think they've hit on Anderson, just the impact plays he's made on defense, because what Will Anderson is doing, he's allowing the linebackers and secondary just do their thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think they've hit on both their picks, and people are saying, hey, their pick could be early. I think we're looking at 16, 15, 16, 17-ish range for Houston. Yeah, I mean that would be them going like seven and ten. Yeah, and I, mean, I could this, see that this division's up in the air, especially if Jacksonville can't get their their shit together and Tennessee doesn't look good. Yeah, Bigsby, I know he vultured a touchdown today, but he didn't look good otherwise. Like he had an egregious drop in the game, and Etn looked pretty good um, for the most part. With so his are touches. we are we believing in Jordan Love, Doug? Are you believing in Jordan Jordan Love? I mean, hell of a comeback today. 
I mean, here's the thing with Jordan Love. If you believe in Love long-term, the good news is he's doing all this without his best offensive weapon in Christian Watson. Yes. And he's doing it without Aaron Jones. Yep. A.J. Dillon in the run game is balls. Hey, he's not, hey, he's not good. Can we go back to A.J. Dillon? Can we go back to A.J.? Hey, James? James, you want to go back to A.J. Dillon and our little arguments and how you were telling me he's he's good? Uh, he hasn't looked good thus far. And I, and I said he, he runs like he's in cement. <laughs> He can run through cement though because he's got legs it so are... far. Yeah. Yep, you're winning so that one. So far, that sounds like a man that is a Justin Fields fan and thinks he's. You know, I'm gonna say you asked me. I'm gonna say I'm in on Jordan Love because he's his top two weapons have been out. Jaden Reed has played well. Stud. Stud. Romeo <laughs> Romeo Dobbs has looked good. Musgrave has looked good. This offense is set up for. Musgrave dropped a big one today. He did. He said he said a couple, like yeah. drops, but he's also been. Very cons- this whole tight end class, except for Michael Mayer, who is get not back. getting you. Yeah, he's not He'll getting get used. Back. I'm not worried about it. Um, so yeah, I'm in on Jordan Love. I mean, this comeback today was great. He had the rushing touchdown. He showed the mobility that he has um, out of the pocket, which was great to see. And you know, he looks like uh, you know my bold prediction is that he'd finish as a QB one this year. He's, so far, so good. He's made some dumb throws. He's made a couple Going dumb. Pl- yep, he yep. made a couple of dumb plays, and then there are some plays where you look and you have to be like, "Is that twelve? Is that twelve behind the line?" Like, there's a couple. He throws just like Rogers used to. I don't know if it's he, the he, he can throw at different arm angles too. I've yeah, noticed. and like that pl- that one throw to Jaden Reed, like it was. I don't know how Love saw him, but he threw it, and Reed, of course, with a nice, nice uh, diving catch. But I mean, he's ganging a connection with these young guys and like you said when christian watson comes back who knows what this offense can do yeah. and, and aaron and reed, jones and reed could have had a bigger game he had a he had a contested he caught it in the end zone and then like it looks like he had it and then the ground kind of caused it to pop out he could have had a touchdown in it's going to be too. detroit and packers for the north um minnesota yeah, vikings at zero and three is not a good sign kirk cousins one of the best like kirk Cousins. i told somebody today they need to sign jefferson to whatever he wants Sign uh-huh. him to whatever contract he wants. Resign Cousins and then build around those guys. Keep Cousins for three years. If you hit on a quarterback in like the third or fourth round, like go a for Kellen it. Mond. Yeah, like oh god. <laughs> <laughs> like ho- keep drafting quarterbacks in like the se- the third or fourth round. Keep stockpiling them, seeing if you can hit. And if you don't, oh well. But have Kirk for three more years because if you can get, they just need to build defense and offensive line. And I mean, Jordan Addison looks like a perfect number two, but woof! Like it is not Kirk Cousins' fault at all. He's no, the offensive line is is just the fumble. The, the fumbles have killed them. Like Hawkinson's Dur- fumble, like yep. Madison's fumbles, like the Jefferson fumble last week out Osborne's of the end zone. Drops and drops and so, drops. Did, the ship will write for them, but if you didn't see it, Derwin James hit Kirk Cousins on a play. Well, yes. I thought Kirk was never going to land. Like he was in the air for so long, I thought he was just gone. Like, like the little sh- movie where the kid jumps off the trampoline and just goes infinitely into the air. Like, yes, a hundred percent. I like Derwin <laughs> James smoked him. Yeah, James is an absolute beast. But yeah, I think the Vikings. I mean, they're, they're, it's not that their season is over. They've been in all the games. They haven't gotten blown out, and they've been scoring points. Um, it's just they got to reduce the turnovers to to kind of get back to where they need to be but for fantasy kirk cousins is nice oh, he, he loved cousins for fantasy yeah he's my redraft qb and i have him in a dynasty league i have him in scott 30 Fishbowl points every week with justin jefferson 
Um, I do want beautiful. to go over one player that we were all like the whole community was very high on Jahan Dotson. Oh, yeah, he's, he's been yeah. quiet three games straight of just quietness. They are, I mean, Brian, we already talked about Brian Robinson. He looks good. Like this mm-hmm. offense looks like it's just revolved around him. A Howell had a four interception game. Not, it was a tough good. game for Howell. He the like, bills four interceptions pissed. and one fumble and they were all on Howell. Yeah, the Bills were definitely uh, playing their ass off. Bills um, defense just crushed them. James Cook, three good games in a row. It's happening, people. Like, it's happening. I have been just blue-chewed full for three straight weeks. <laughs> Call your doctor. Call your doctor. Three straight weeks? After three weeks? It's Isn't the bleats. That... I thought it was it's after four bleats. weeks. I get to return these pants to the pants. Is he store. currently running back nine? Is that what's uh, going on? I don't know, but also... Gabe Davis, I think if you can get any, like I get he's caught two touchdowns. He's a touchdown guy. I no, really thanks. like him for a wide receiver three for your team. And I still think his value. He's that boomer bus guy. Big time. See, is he though? Yes, he is. I've had he's him not, since he's, he's been a rookie. Consistent. He's a boomer yeah, bus guy. Boomer bus. It's all about catch percentage. If he can catch most of his passes to him, which I get are deeper throws and less, less percentage throws. Um, I know the footballers mentioned his catch percentage, but if that can bump up to like 10% more, he's going to have a wide receiver two season. Yeah, but he did it today. He only had 25% catch percentage. He had four, yeah, but, pat, four targets and, and one reception that luckily went for a touchdown. When like, Diggs is- I, I've been following Davis. I like him I, as a player. I enjoy watching him. But for fantasy, I think I'm – trying to get off the merry-go-round because I I dealt with this all last year and it seems like every time he has a good prices. game everybody wants to go get him and then it's, he turns off so fast like a, a flip of the switch man and you're like crap I went out and acquired Gabe Davis and now I'm stuck with him but you're, bust. Not, you're not paying last year's prices like me I felt like I didn't pay much I gave up a late second and uh J- Jake Ferguson for Gabe Davis and Terrace Marshall in a league like to me, that was way better than giving up a late first last year, which I was doing because I, I I've been a Gabe Davis fan for for a while, but um, yeah, I can't see giving up anything more than a late second for him now. Yeah, agreed. Not, I, like I do mid. Like I, honestly, like this wide receiver class is kind of proving me wrong because a lot of the mid second receivers like Josh Downs and and Marvin Mims are Reed. hitting. Like Jaden Reed. And yeah. I mean, look at Puka. Puka's hidden and he was a third, fourth rounder. Mm-hmm. Um so what we're learning today is everybody that said draft late round running backs that have a chance to jump up in the late second, early third and pass on these receivers. Yep. Are kicking themselves for passing on these receivers because they are smashing. Yeah, tank is another one. Yeah, tank. Yeah, tank tail. I mean, Maybe it's time we just go with draft capital. Like, just look at the team's draft capital. Like we've always said for wide just, receiver. Oh, that's why. That's why I targeted Jaden Reed. He was a early second or mid second round pick. Yeah, and he, I got him in the early third, late second a lot of times. Hey, and I was like, I have the teams no, invested in him. I have no Jaden Reed, and my reasoning was I, one I wasn't a fan of the tape. He's a twenty three year old receiver that just came out of nowhere, so I know shares, but. There was one player I did like, and that was Puka. And that was because, like I mentioned last week, the campus to Canton leagues, Mm -hmm. those help out so much with your recruiting. Like, if you're part of one, 
you keep track of the college game, even just watching a little bit of college here and there, like these players will you'll remember a little bit. Marvin Mims, big time college player. Like yep. huge college player. Making impact plays in the NFL when he gets the Josh, ball in his hands. Josh Downs. Big yeah. time at North Carolina. I mean, he had Howell and he had Drake May. Like these are players you got to keep track. P- players that can produce year after year that we just we just need to keep. Speaking of rookie players, Mingo hurt today, concussion. Yeah, he got yeah. smoked. I saw that. Yeah. Um, they said, "What is your name?" And he said, "Mingo is my name." Oh. Uh, How about Rashid Rashid Shahid with that run back? Huh? Our favorite hey, player here on the show now. <laughs> he I, he's fun to watch. I can't stand. I can't. The number twenty two though is weird. Can't <laughs> so weird. stand it. Like, well, Mark Ingram looks really fast. <laughs> Jimmy Grandpa got into the end zone today. So, yeah, Doug, did. there's Wild. one thing I do want to ask you, sure. Mac Jones. What he what did he say? What did Mac Jones say to C.J. Mosley and Sauce that got him on the floor? Mac can be a little bit of a punk from oh yeah his history with uh, Brian Burns. Remember that from last year or the year before in his rookie year? Yeah. Uh, supposedly, like he hit Sauce in the junk was one of the was the rumor. Like oh. I don't know if there's any video of it, but that's the rumor that he, I guess he like he took a low blow on Sauce and like tried to like maybe dick flick him or something. I don't know. Um, but the nuggets in the sauce. So yeah. honestly, can, can we, honestly, can... I believe it because oh, remember, so do that, I. remember that play when he tried to trip somebody and then didn't he try to Brian Burns? The... Yeah, it was Brian Burns. <laughs> yeah, it was Brian Burns in his rookie year. Hey, speaking of the Jets uh, run game. Oof, yikes. I know the Patriots defense is good, but Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook struggle bus today. Bad. Brees, Ooh, Brees yeah. still looks good. It's literally this offense is putrid. It is a bad offense. I mean, Brees had big games with Zach though last year. I mean, Bill looks at Bill looks at this offense and goes, "Okay, we are stopping the run game, and we're going to let Zach beat us." Yeah, which yeah. that yeah, is never going to happen. Zach is never going to be anything. Whoever actually tried to trade a second for Zach Wilson, thinking he's going to miraculously come back to life and be Aaron Rodgers' uh, disciple, nope. like, no, that ain't happening. He's bad. He's not it. Zach, like Tyson Badgett is a better football player than Zach Wilson. Great buy window right now. 100%. That's why I brought him up. Yeah. The, like Tyson Badgett, there's a chance he could start from week 10 on. Oh, the kid on the Bears? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who we saw at the combine. And I remember thinking to myself, I really like his release. I really like what he's doing here. So, and he's that arm, what is it? The, the arm wrestling. Uh, his dad's an arm wrestler, professional arm wrestler. He puts his hat on backwards. He's like a truck. Yeah. Uh, Stallone over the top reference for all you old people out there. Like me. I I got you. Uh, His name was Lincoln Hawk. I think I have a son named Lincoln, not named after over the top Lincoln Hawk. Speaking of old people, Adam Thielen. Taking. Yeah. Two weeks in a row. He's looked looked pretty good. Had him on the bench in one league. And I was like, fudge. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, like guys like that, and Michael Thomas are such good buys for contenders right now. Michael Thomas staying healthy is something we should talk about this point of the season. <laughs> the fact that he's actually still playing. I really want to see more of what's going to happen with Carr and Jameis Winston with Michael Thomas could be a big connection, but I'm not worried about Olave in that offense at all. Yeah. So my last thing I would, I do want to mention, uh, my heart is out to Derek Carr because of his uh, eyeliner and the issues he will have putting that on. Uh, thank goodness he has them tattooed on already. I'm pretty sure. So 
He just goes he back should, in for more laser, dude. He's fine. He should be in the clear. A couple weeks off. Yeah, he doesn't need a shoulder to do that. Doug, you got anything else you want to mention? No, I think we covered it. That was some of my observations uh, this week. And uh, I'm looking forward to see what next week brings. Because the more weekly data that we have, the the more and more I get excited for... Oh, Kyle Pitts, nine targets. Come on, get those fuckers caught. <laughs> more Give Zach Charbonnet 15 carries, please. I'm so pissed about fucking Desmond Ritter. If you can't tell. like <laughs> You seem upset. It's, yeah, it's, I would. It's, it's fucking embarrassing when I'm begging for Taylor Heineke. You know what? You know. You know what else is embarrassing, Tyler, is when you don't have a, a cropped man beard down below, and you know how you should do that. Just take care of it. Is go on manscape.com, use code DHH, save yourself twenty percent off because there's nothing more embarrassing when you go to have some intimate time with your lady and she's like, "Bro, can you trim that down?" And you know what? The beautiful thing about trimming it down, this is a fun fact. It makes it look bigger. I'm just saying. I'm just hey. saying. Hey. You gain a little bit of length. It's a visual. It's an op- You can be like a magician. It's called Dick Magic. Just a do medition? it on Manscaped.com. Did you say Medition? Mediction? Mediction. Mediction? Yep. So check out Manscaped. Use code DHH. Save 20 My Mediction for the season. <laughs> Bold Mediction. Bold Mediction. <laughs> bold Mediction. Oh, boy. This this Bold Mediction brought to you by Manscaped. <laughs> this is going to be the biggest Mediction I've ever had. <laughs> oh, my God. And yeah, we were all, we're off the rails. No, that's all I got. Uh, I think that's going to wrap us up this week. Shout out to Underdog, Trophy Smack, and Manscaped. And also shout out to the Dynasty Nerds. You can check out their website. They've got all sorts of cool tools. Rich and team doing yeoman's work over there. And check out Viridian Global if you're looking for a hoodie. It is hoodie season. Maybe a girl steals it. If she does, then just buy another one. Thank you in advance. Um, Travis Kelsey, make sure you got some hoodies lined up. I like as soon as he scored, the camera was like, boom, Taylor Swift. What's she doing? She's like, let's fucking go. She was was going crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Mama Kelsey thinks of that whole thing because she was kind of on. It looked like she's on the fence a little bit. Oh, Mama Kelsey's all about that. She's like, oh, Travis is all about himself. Like, yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched the show Kelsey yet, so no so I, I heard it's good. But do you think uh, Mama Kelsey is just keeping her mouth shut because she doesn't want to end up on a song? <laughs> She's just like, I ain't saying anything. I'm not ending up on a fucking song. Yeah, I mean that's probably not, not. I mean, if you end up on a song though, you're immortalized for all of time, so that's, that's not true. a terrible thing, I guess. And but... you're probably a top five hit of the. And week. then you can sue for royalties. Not okay. with her panel of lawyers. You ain't getting anything. No, that's true. That's a that's an ironclad thing. But yeah, that's uh yeah, I I love how it's like, oh Travis Kelsey scores, and then it was immediately they to show in zoom in the Taylor Swift. In the in the box, I was like, Oh my god, really? But anywho, yeah. So that many was memes. Fun. So many that was fun. All right, well that's gonna wrap us up this week for the Dynasty Happy Hour for James, for Tyler, for me. We'll see you guys in week four with all the new information.